Hey and welcome to Trail Trials and on today's video we're going to take a look at the Hoka One One. I, I said it wrong, I said Hoka One One last time. The, but this is the Hoka One One Speed Goat 3. This is a 10.3 ounce in a men's size 9 and a 9.1 ounce in a women's size 7. It has a 4mm drop and some updates to the upper. So with that information, let's get into it and see what this shoe is all about. So I think the best place to start here is on the tread. And if you are someone that's worn a Speed Goat 2, if you look at it from the bottom, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the 2 and the 3. And to illustrate that, here's a 2, here's a 3. You can see they are identical, uh, or practically identical. You've got a little bit maybe here in these kind of designs here, but for the most part, you're looking at exactly the same types of lugs, same lug depth, and same type of material, which is the Vibram Mega Grip. I like this tread pattern, I like this lug depth, I like this compound quite a lot, and it works in a variety of different areas. So this summer, I wore the Speed Goat 2s, crossing half the state of Oregon via the Pacific Crest Trail. I wore Speed Goats, all dry trail, rocky, sandy, a little bit of everything. These things held up great. Uh, just in January, I ran a, a race over in Hawaii and muddy, wet, lots of rocks, lots of roots, and I think that these things did as well as just about anything else that I could have worn. And the nice thing about that is that you just have a really good go-to tread pattern that works well across lots of different types of terrain. And uh, I think they've done a really nice job with that. But for the specifics, you have your uphill, mostly, um, lugs here. You have your downhill lugs in the back for braking, right? So you grabs here, grabs there, and then some, some various patterns in the middle just for, uh, you know, varied terrain and those types of things. And then cutouts in some of the areas that maybe you don't need a lug, you don't need something like that because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an area where you're not towing off of, you're not breaking with that middle part of, of your heel, uh, so they've removed that for weight-saving purposes. Let's switch over here to the midsole. So the midsole is listed by Hoka as a neutral midsole, so there are no other kind of compounds in here, not different types of, of foam with varying hardnesses to, to create a post or anything like that. This is listed as a neutral shoe. And in terms of between cushion and hardness, this one stops right there in the middle. So it's not overly cushy, but it's not overly hard. What does that mean? Well, that means it's not going to be the most cushion that you can get from Hoka, but it's also not the hardest. So you've got a little bit of responsiveness and a little bit of cushion for the long haul, which that's what this shoe is, is built for, right? It's the Speed Goat. It's named after Carl Meltzer. Carl Meltzer is a 100-mile guy uh, with lots of 100-mile wins to his name, and that's the intent here. So this is a shoe that is built for comfort, agility, speed, kind of the best of everything. And as we work our way around, you can see it's just a, a fairly simple, uh, simple foam. There is not a rock plate in here. And I will say just based off of wearing this shoe a lot, and again, being in varied terrain, some from very extreme stuff to just regular, the lack of a, a rock plate is, is not really noticed here. And I think that's probably going to be the case on most maximal cushion shoes because it takes a whole lot for a rock or a thorn or anything like that, A, to poke through, rubber, and if it does happen to poke through one of these types of spots, it's got a long way to go 
before it actually gets into uh, the shoe itself. So no rock plate, but I don't really notice it uh, on there at all. So where this shoe really is different uh, from the Speed Goat 2 is in the upper. And the uppers had some, I would say, some pretty nice changes, which is this little area right in here. So it, it's really just these kind of cutouts here. Um, and the point is that it just grabs and makes a little better pull onto your foot, a little more midfoot stability. Hoke actually says that the update, the difference between the two and the three, is improved midfoot and improved heel. So I always liked the two, thought the two locked down your foot pretty well. Uh, this goes just a little bit farther and gives even a little more snug fit to it, which, which I really like. So again, it, it's not overly noticeable. It's not an overly tight fitting shoe compared to the Hoka Speed Goat 2, but there is enough sort of refinement, I would say here, to, uh, to warrant a nice little upgrade. The heel, I don't really notice a whole lot there. I didn't have any problems with the heel, uh, but they've said that the heel's got a, a little bit better fit in, in this version over the other. The place where I struggled with these and still continue to struggle is this little piece of fabric right here. Um, I don't know why it's there and I wish they would take it away. However, um, there is a little bit more room in this toe box over the last version. Just a little bit taller than it was before. But this piece of fabric here, I feel like the underneath of my toe is sort of always getting caught a little bit on it. And it's really just on my right foot. Um, my left one doesn't have it, but all feet are different. But this is my only sort of ding on this shoe is this little thing here. Um, but overall, really good. You can see that uh, this rand that runs all the way around the shoe does a nice job from mud and, and you know, keeping gunk from being in there while also creating a bumper. Uh, to make sure that you know you're kicking toes on rocks and that sort of stuff you've got a little bit of solid material there to keep it from coming in and in my previous speed goat 2 review one of the things i noted was uh, that i was having some early signs of wear in very early miles on the shoe they actually were updated that in the second round uh, of color release of the speed goat 2 and actually made a very similar pattern to what we see here in this overlay and they remove some of these pinch points that existed before. So what I can say in my uh, testing of this shoe to date, which is quite a bit, we're not seeing any of that uh, any of that premature wear that I experienced with the last ones. A couple other things I'll point out here is a slightly refined tongue, uh, a little more, I don't know, just smoother, a little wider, kind of wraps around the top of your foot better. Still not gusseted, which I wish they would do, but not the case here. So again, really, really minor update, I would say, to this shoe overall, but it is enough to warrant a nice little upgrade because it does wrap your foot a little bit better. And again, does, for those that are looking for it, has a little more refinement in the heel and just a little bit of room right there in the toe. In closing, if you like the Speed Goat 2s, you're gonna like the 3s. There's not a whole lot that's really been changed here. You got a slightly better fitting upper, it's a little more streamlined, you got a little bit better fitting heel and a little bit more room right here in the toe box. And then if you were someone that got in on the early parts of the Speed Goat 2s before they made the update around the toe and had some of that blowing out area, this seems to be doing just fine. In fact, I wore the Speed Goat 3s for a pretty rough race at uh, the Hurt 100 and they look fine. So they survived some pretty nasty conditions there. Super pleased. 
What I would say about this shoe, if you're someone that hasn't wore the Speed Goat before, is that this is a pretty good all-around trail shoe. If you want a little bit more cushion, obviously you're, you know what you're getting into with the Hoka, but this thing does well on a lot of things. I travel a lot for work. This is the shoe that tends to go with me because it's not that heavy. Um, the tread and the grip is not so deep that it affects running on the road. Uh, it works well in technical conditions and rocky conditions. I'll wear it on the treadmill. It just kind of works in a lot of places and it's why that it's the shoe that I generally grab for when I don't know what I'm getting into. So, questions, comments, your own experiences, leave those below this video. Thanks for watching and we'll catch you next time.